Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I am your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Clara Kett. And today on the show, we've got a very exciting topic. We are going to talk about KiwiSaver funds and the different fund types you can potentially invest in. But I thought that just to kick things off, I would read the disclosure statement that Clara has has given me from her compliance team. And it is this, that Pi Funds is the issuer for the product disclosure statement. So please visit uh, their website at junokiwisaver.co.nz to read that fascinating document. Now, Clara, there are different types of uh, KiwiSaver funds that people can potentially invest in or park their money in, uh, and they typically differ in terms of where the fund uh, allocates their different assets or into the different asset types. So so what sort of f- funds could somebody potentially invest in? Yeah, so th- most um, the gen- the three general types across all KiwiSaver providers, they might name it slightly differently, but it's a conservative, balanced and growth fund. So those are the three most common ones. Um, uh, the recommended investment terms for each of them. So a conservative fund is roughly three to five years. If you're about to withdraw um, in the next three to five years, you probably want to be in that. Um, balance is five to ten years and a growth fund is ten years plus. Yes, yes. So let's just talk about con- the conservative fund uh, initially. The, generally, what, what um, somebody would put their money into that fund if you're either nearing retirement and you want to protect that asset base against a potential economic shock or uh, I'm seeing this uh, with a lot of people around our age where they switch their KiwiSaver into conservative funds when they've decided that they're really going to save for uh, their first home and going to withdraw for for that, that, that purpose. Yeah, so if they are wanting to withdraw in the next couple of years, it's, um, it is generally recommended that you do um, move to a less riskier fund but again it's it's up to the individual everyone's in a different situation some people um, may be a bit more risky with their money and they do want to get those returns so they may stay in a growth fund yes yes and uh, I've always found it found it interesting because I always um, think that sometimes when we talk about risk it can always get a bit scary so it's it's not necessarily that that you're you're being risky with your money uh, but it's about having a, a larger appetite for risk, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if you even if you're going to be an investment for ten years plus, and you're the type of person that's going to be checking your account every single day, and that, you know the five hundred dollars that drop one day is really going to scare you off, it's probably not the right fund for you. So it really depends on what your appetite is for risk. Yes, yes, yes. Or the other the other way you could potentially phrase it is your appetite for gains, mm. uh, with the with the acceptance that with higher gains does come higher, slightly higher risk, or uh, generally higher volatility. Yeah. Is what you is what you'd say. So let's put some numbers around this. Uh, everybody knows that Andrew and I like spreadsheets, and so I've created one just between uh, recording these episodes with Clara. So we're looking at people aged thirty years, and this is in this uh, case thirty going up to sixty five, and we're going to use the median income in New Zealand, which is currently fifty two grand, and we're going to say that goes up every year because uh, people are getting pay rises or incomes are going up for whatever reason. We're going to say that's at two percent a year. So I have three funds here: one in a conservative, which is going up at three percent per year; one uh, is going to be the balance, which is going up at seven percent a year; and another, which is growth focused, going up at ten percent per year. And of course, we're just doing kind of straight line assumptions. There would, of course, be volatility in this. So at the age of 65, you blow out the candles on the birthday cake. If you're in your the 3% uh, conservative fund, you'd have 
before fees and tax, uh, about 134k in your KiwiSaver. Now, if you were in a balanced or in a fund that was going up at 7% a year, you'd actually have 2.2 times more, which would be just uh, just over 290k. And that is the, the power, I guess, of compounding interest. Definitely, yeah. You know, we're going to have to get this out to all the kids you go and talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I do. I go through some examples and some scenarios, and it is incredibly mind-blowing what a difference it does make. And it's particularly in the later years where this starts to make a difference, where you start to get the divergence between the different funds. Now, if you were in a fund going up at 10% a year, which is uh, w- would be a, a really, really great return, you'd be at uh, at retirement at 65, you'd be up at just over 560k. So the difference is 134 to 293 and 563k. So massive difference. That's 4.2 times more than what you got in the initial conservative fund, again, because of that. So it is important because most people get put initially in a default provider, or sorry, in a default fund, it's important that you go and think, well, what is my risk t- appetite? And if it's over 10 years, generally speaking, yeah. put your money into uh, – Clara's very good at keeping, keep, <laughs> keeping me uh, with. I just the have the compliance team listening probably, so – Yes, yes, yes. But generally, when I go a bit far, Andrew just says yes. But of course, of course, this is uh, this is general advice. Uh, and and uh, going and check out journalkiwisaver.co.nz for that disclosure statement. Um, but but generally speaking, if if your investment time horizon and you're not going to pull this out because you're either you've either bought your first home already or you're about to uh, or you're far far away from retirement, say you're 55 or, or younger. Generally speaking, you should put your money. Uh, into a a growth-focused fund because it's going to get you the best returns over time. Yeah, and I think this is why it's so important that we do get into high schools and we do educate our young people about this because when you automatically get enrolled, like you said, Ed, you get put into a default fund and if you don't take an active approach, it's going to stay in that conservative fund. And if you don't know how KiwiSaver works and don't understand that it, it, it is an investment then that is going that's potentially hundreds and thousands like you've just calculated with your beautiful spreadsheet you know that oh, that Clara. you could <laughs> that you could potentially lose and it is really really important and you know we've mentioned this in previous um, podcasts but making sure that you're on the right tax rate and fees fees is fees is what's going to eat up that balance because obviously compliance if you're listening this is all assumptions before fees and tax so we just need to make sure we do um, keep informed about our KiwiSaver account. Yes, and the other thing that it, it's just useful to mention is why why at a growth fund would we suggest that it would be 10 years or more? And the reason because of that is that partic- because a growth fund is going to be, uh, it's, it's probably going to have about 80% worth of equities or shares uh, within that fund, and we'll detail what the differences between those are in a minute. Because it is more uh, more highly invested in shares which are more volatile, if you're going to take your, your, if you're intending to take your money out and in two years, then you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be able to survive. You'd be able to survive it, but you'd be uh, worse off in the event that the, the share market went down, or there was a financial crisis uh, in the next two years, and you're going to be disadvantaged because of that. Uh, but because that's kind of cycle, 
or the general business cycle would be about 10 to 15 years. That's why I would say, well, you'll be able to recover from that if your time horizon is longer. And that's why, because there's more volatility, you tend to get that better growth over time. And just simply, you've, you know, when you think about what you're actually investing in, you're investing in an actual company or a range of companies whose fortunes may may increase or decrease over time depending uh, on how well their respective markets are going whereas if you're investing in a conservative fund which might be made up of 65 percent cash that's more liquid uh, and, and cash isn't gonna gonna uh, well it's only going to decrease uh, at the rate of inflation yeah, you've explained that perfectly. <laughs> Thank you, Clara. So in terms of the average conservative fund, Clara, what would you generally say would be, would be the makeup of that if you've got those figures in front of you? Um, so with cash, it would be generally 65% cash and 10% fixed interest bonds and 25% equities, which is shares. Yes, that's for the conservative fund, right? Yes, yeah. And what about a balanced fund? Oh, sorry, did you ask balanced? No, 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 no. So for a balanced fund, uh, it would be less cash, so 20% cash and 20% fixed um, interest and 60% equities. Yes, and this is going to be different for each uh, each individual uh, KiwiSaver provider, but this is generally what you might expect. And we said as well that the growth fund might be 80% worth of shares, but what's that other 20% usually made up of? Um, the other 20% is usually 10% cash and 10% fixed interest. Yes, so you'd still want some amount of liquidity in there uh, and, and uh, stability, less volatility, I guess, within that. Uh, but generally, if you are going to that growth fund, you, you're looking to invest more and more in companies uh, that are out there and because you're investing in that, it is going to be a little more volatile. Now before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to mention in terms of choosing a, a fund that you should go into? Um, I think it's also important to note that there are two different investment styles. So there's active management and passive management. Um, with an active management, that's real humans, you know, a portfolio manager looking at companies, researching it, making sure that they can outperform the market. And with a passive management, um, it's you buy a market index and you're trying and you just follow the market. Yes, yes, yes. And typically we would expect a passive management fund to have lower fees. Yeah. And uh, and because active management uh, would have high, has, has more human involvement, there are more expenses, so you're going to have higher fees. Now the important thing to note there is uh, the, the active management not only has to outbeat the market, but they've also got to factor in the additional fees. So it's important to have, have a look at some of these and just understand the decision that you're making. It might only take you five minutes to actually make some of these decisions but then you can sit and forget it for the next uh, 20, 30, 40 years depending on how much time you have left. And the other thing I'd say is look, I realise that some some of this might be basic um, and some of our more seasoned investors listening to the show uh, are going to already be cognizant of most of these things but it's important to know that we've got a range of people listening to the show, um, some are first home buyers and are really just starting out so it's important as well that we have this type of content and are actually talking about, uh, about KiwiSaver and some of the other investment options especially because we know how uh, we, we, we know the level of financial literacy we generally have in New Zealand is, is relatively poor and I really applaud Juno and uh, Clara for going out and, and attempting to change that. 
Now, the last thing that would say as well is that uh, Clara and I do have an event coming up. We're going to be talking about how to buy your first home. That's going to be in Auckland on the 12th of November. So if you're keen to come along to that, then go to our website. That's opespartners.co.nz. That's opespartners.co.nz to register for your free ticket. And hey, please do take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help us to get the message to more and more people. But until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Clara Kitt. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with more daily strategies, insight and tactics to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.